Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalabaz Awuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. A word, and we thank you by the blessings of it in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, we started talking about um, starting, start as you are, we may think that uh, God is looking for some special category of people. God is have some special people that he blesses, special people that uh, he, 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 he gives his blessing to. But I uh, want us to understand that God is not respecter of persons. Amen. God can choose anybody and God can bless anybody, such as we are and just as we are. Only if we can fall in alignment with the plans and the purposes of God. Amen. And then I will look at Abraham whom the Lord blesses and has become uh, uh, an example of blessings for you and I through whom that we have all these blessings that we are enjoying. Jesus Christ coming out of him and 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 and. And we also being born, and in the book of Galatians tells us that we are children of Abraham, and we also have the blessings, the inheritance of Abraham. But how did Abraham started? How did God start with him? And in the morning, we, we went through it. I want you to get the morning CD, amen? So, we look at uh, when God started first with Abraham, we saw that Abraham was just a Chaldean, and a Chaldean means he was an idol worshiper, okay? He was an idol worshiper. He wasn't a, a whatever. He was just an idol worshiper. He was an astrologist, just like that. And God came to him. Hallelujah. And then I said that just as we are, God found us. How many of us were Christians before we became born again? We were just our sinners and then we were walking some way. And God found us faithful and we got born again. Hallelujah. And we saw that what Abraham was not. Abraham was not a Jew. He didn't have any Christian birth or any Jewish birth. He was not. Some of us, we have Christian background. We have Christian background. So we stand on a better chance than even Abraham. Because he was not a Jew. He didn't have any Christian birth. He didn't have any righteous birth. He didn't have no. Just as he had. But God found him. Abraham was not a righteous man. He had not been born again or repented. He was not. And God found him. Hallelujah. And you and I, we are born again. The Spirit of God is in us. So, it means God can do much with us than he did with Father Abraham. Abraham was not a saint. Abraham was not a disciple of Jesus Christ. He wasn't a saint. You and I, but the Bible said that we are saints. Not Saint Antonio or Saint Mary's. No. We are saints of Christ. Saints are the living of Christ. Saints are not the dead in Christ. Amen. Those of us who went to some places and saints are the dead and then the living are rather the sinners who go and do confession. It is rather the living who are the saints. Holy, sanctified, sacred. The living are dead and they are gone. Abraham was not a blessed man. The power of God to be blessed was not given to him yet. He was not a blessed man. Abraham was not a prophet. He has not prayed and received answers to his prayers before. He was not. Hallelujah. Abraham was not a titer. Abraham does not know the principles of titan and financial breakthrough. He didn't know it. He has not done it before. But in all this thing, God 
chose him, blessed him, and made him great. So ask yourself, all the things we have mentioned, you are. Amen. You tithe. Don't you tithe? You pay tithe. You give offering. Are you not a prophet? Don't you pray? And receive answers to your prayer. If you have never prayed and received answers to your prayer before, you come and let me start taking your, let me hand you over to the intercessors. Because at least for once, your prayers must be answered. If not any at all, the one you were hungry. And he said, God, please, I'm hungry. Then somebody came your way and gave you money to buy, buy Yayachi. Your prayers were answered. You are a blessed man. The Bible said that he has given us the power to make wealth. So, the blessings on you. You are a saint because you are a disciple of Christ, a follower of Jesus Christ. You are a righteous person because you are born again and then you are a Christian because you have the spirit of Christ in you. Amen. Hallelujah. We also saw that Abraham was not um, uh, we say he was not a Jew, a righteous man and then we said that um, we look at um, how Abraham started. He started by using the natural wisdom of God and we look at the natural wisdom that God has given to every man which is the power of conviction, intuitions and then initiatives. That is what Abraham began with. When God came to speak to him, he was not all these things. So how did Abraham know that it was God who was talking to him? To move according to Romans chapter, sorry, um, Genesis chapter 12. God said, Abraham, leave out of the chariots, leave your people, move, and I'm going to be a blessing to you. How did he know all this? Then he started moving. So how did Abraham know? God came to him, and then he moved like I used. Then I go, so I just get up. How did he know? He, there is this natural wisdom that God has given to every man which is the power of conviction, intuitions and initiatives. And every human being moves in the power of these three natural wisdom that operates in us. We became born again by taking an initiative and that initiative was a conviction we have. And that conviction was a voice that spoke to us. Hallelujah. We didn't know the voice, but we knew something was telling us that if I take this step, I will become a child of God. I shall receive the blessings of God and I will be protected by God. Hallelujah. And then we were convinced in ourselves that if I make that move, I have made the right move and something great will happen. So we took the initiative. Every human being have it. Whether Christian or not. So in Romans chapter 1 verse 18 to 20, the Bible said that the Lord has put himself from the beginning of the creation the knowledge of himself into every human being. Knowing what is good and knowing what is wrong. Hallelujah. Every human means you don't need to be born again to have the knowledge of God and his attributes. You don't need to. The Confort knows God. The Malam knows God. Hallelujah. So, nobody has an excuse to say that I don't know God and I don't know. Everybody knows. Hallelujah. And he said, everybody knows who God is. They can call him whatever name, but everybody knows who God is. 
Everybody know what God hates. Who doesn't know what God hates? You have not read the Bible before. Like I was telling the first service, I was in the north yesterday and, and, and I was talking with my uncle. The one who is, I mean, uh, he's a diviner. And he know what God doesn't like. He was telling me that, you see, if you hate your brother and you kill him, do you think God will make peace for you on this earth? You will also suffer. So he was telling me, so I shouldn't think that because he is a, a diviner, so he is killing people. No. All he wanted to do is to try and protect destinies and help the, the children of the family to make it. But he knows that he can't kill life. So everybody knows what God is. Everybody knows who God blesses. Everybody knows that there are certain things, there are certain people, it is difficult for God to bless them. And sometimes we tell, we tell it, when people get the riches and we know that it's on the right note, we don't even respect them. That is why most of us don't even respect some of the politicians. Because we know the source of their money is not genuine. Amen. So we don't, no matter how rich, no matter, you don't, we don't respect them because we know. Hallelujah. So we know who God blesses. Then we know who God will not bless. So God has made it known. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 has also said that God has a Be prepared to experience a life-changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world-fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalaba Zawuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple. And now, today's sermon. Time for everybody and, and every blessings. God has a time. So every human being, there's a time that comes in your life. You know that at this time, this is what God is doing or must do in my life. And I said in the first service that if you don't know your timings and the corresponding result of God for your life, then you are the wrong of a person. And I use an example that if you don't know that it's time to marry and somebody has to tell you that it's time to marry, you have a serious problem. Serious problem. The truth of the matter is, are you sure it's about time to marry or it's about age to marry? Hello? Are you taking the decision by the pressure of age or you are taking the decision by the chance of time? Because God moves by timings and by chance. He said that time and chance happens to all men. If it is the time, chance will come. If it is the time, opportunity will come. If it is the time, favor will come. If it is the time, blessings will come. If it is the time, the material substance will show up. The Bible said that when the appropriate time was wrapped, the Son of God was manifested in the physical. When the time was come, the Son of God, he was man. Listen, if your time comes, the physical manifestation will follow. I pray that may your time comes. May your time comes in the name of Jesus. When your time comes to marry, the man will show forth. When your time comes to marry, the woman will show forth. When your time comes, the job will follow you. When your time comes, the blessings will follow you. You wouldn't skew, you wouldn't struggle, you wouldn't beat your head. When your time 
comes chance and time will bet the miracle. But most of the time, pressure has caused us to move by numbers. Hallelujah. My friend has 500 congregations, so I must get 500 congregations. Pressure of numbers. Amen. So because if I don't have the grace, or if God has not given me, the Bible said that it is given to each man by measure of faith. And no man has anything except what is given to him from above. So if God is not given to me, and the grace that I have is not for that number, and I still want to pressure, so I have to find a way. Either I have to become a magician, a holy magician. Hallelujah. But Ecclesiastes said, everybody knows that God has a time to bless each person. Nevertheless, we all also know the right things God wants us to do to bless us. Everybody knows the right thing you have to do for God to bless you. Let us be faithful to ourselves. Sometimes you can tell that I am not doing what is right for the blessing. Sometimes you can tell you know that when you, you keep a constant prayer life, things work for your life. And you know that you don't pray. And things are knocking things and, and life is becoming difficult. You know. You know that if you live right, doors open for you. And you know you are not living right. And doors are becoming metals and irons and chisels and hammers. And you are hitting your head against the, 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 the pricks. So nobody should tell you that God is not. You know because it is the law of nature, the principle, the wisdom of nature that everybody knows in them. Hallelujah. So Abraham have this common knowledge. But Abraham started by making use of what? The wisdom of this living. Started by living by what? Using his intuition. Started by using his intuition. God spoke to him and then he tried to follow the voice of God. He didn't even know that it was God. But there's something inside of him that made him to know that this is God. So he followed it. Hallelujah. So if you want to know what is divine intuition, how you can tell something says, something says, something says you do, something says you didn't do, Something says I should go. Something says I shouldn't go. I'm confused. If you want to understand and interpret this confusion, hallelujah, you understand how to interpret your intuitions to know that it is God which is speaking at the back of your mind. You know, according to Isaiah 30, verse 19 to 21, the Bible has said, He said, and you shall hear a voice behind you which will tell you, go ye right, go ye left. Take it here, take it there. You shall hear a voice behind you. But before that voice will come to you, the Bible has narrated a lot of incidents that will happen in your life. He said, and the first is that the voice will come to the people who dwell in Zion in Jerusalem. Number one. Hallelujah. Abraham was not dwelling in Zion in Jerusalem, but in Abraham was a sense of what? Righteousness. Even though he wasn't a righteous man. But God could see inside of him 
that the guy has what a sense of righteousness you know what because abraham was not a christian he was not a jew he was not anything but abraham has servant abraham has people in his house about 218 soldiers that he feed them he paid them a whole nation abraham was taking responsible of their life and god saw that this man has people in his heart so even without my blessings he had the love of people so if i give him the opportunity he can be a blessing to all people hallelujah you must be found in zion in jerusalem something about there must be an identity of god about your life then he said them who are there sometimes god gives them adversity sometimes god will put problem in your life so that he will get your attention hmm. some of us if everything is going well with us we will difficultly find you in church we will hardly find you in church to the extent that sometimes even when black queens are playing togolese queens some of you will stay home that you are watching football you are watching black queens and togolese queens and you come to church because you have a new lcd tv to watch black queens and togolese queens light off will come and the tv will do pa then you come to god then you start praying the devil has destroyed my property the devil is chopping the spirit of poverty has entered my house it's destroying all my gadget now i need money god i buy that spirit of pro it is not spirit of poverty it's adversity for god to get your attention when he knocked that tv now you know that there's a god who protects and prevents hallelujah so he'll give you adversity that is also said that he will give you affliction you will go through hard times affliction there is no fire on you but your body will be burning you will have sleepless night even your eyes will refuse to close in jeremiah he said that may the lord not give us sleeplessness sometimes god will give you sleeplessness. you want to, your brain want to sleep but your eyes will refuse to sleep you are hot he said then when it happened then you begin to cry and when you cry, the Lord shall hear the cry and the voice of your tears. And I told them, the Bible talk of the voice of your tears. What is the voice of your tears? The problem that is making you to cry. Sometimes you cannot say it with your mouth, but the tears will tell God that this is the reason why you are crying. The Bible said, after that, then you will hear a voice because at this point god has arrested your attention you know that there's no hope in the left no hope in the right no hope is coming from anywhere the only way you can have your way through is god you will come and cry to him you come and weep to him you come and shed tears to him so that god will now listen to you and begin to tell you at the back of your mind pass here do this don't do that don't do that. but when that voice started coming how can you tell whether it is god who is speaking or it is satan who is scheming your life that one will follow how to tell and then you go through it how it will tell whether it is the voice of god then you will do a self-check you will do a self-check to know which one to take hallelujah 
do a self-check to know which one to take. We did this one in the morning, so that's why I'm not. And then when you finish, then you have to know the power of intuition. How there's four lepers at the gate of Samaria. They had not prayed. They have not fasted. They have not taken any decision or counsel from any man of God, but they were able to make decisions by their own mind to make a move that brought them blessings. Hallelujah. But it doesn't end here because your intuition alone does not guarantee the next one is convictions. You must be convinced. You must be convinced in yourself that God is the one. Abraham's intuition didn't end it there, but his convictions must also come in. Hallelujah. The ability to tell right from wrong and to know what is happening, that is your conviction. You should be able to tell that this is God. I am convinced this is not God. It is a right decision. I have to move on. It is a right voice. I have to move on. It is not. I have to put it aside. You should be able to. And that is what conviction will do in your life. And I said, it's an inner witness about the truth of what will take place or is taking place. That is conviction. It is an inner, you know it's in yourself like you know your name. That this one is true. What is happening is true. It comes with a strong knowledge in you. Strong, you know it. Hallelujah. Strong. How many of you don't know your name? Gina, are you convinced that you are called Gina? Are you sure? Nobody can tell you that your name is not Gina. It's called what? Conviction. Nothing can convince you that leave it out. You know that this is truth. And church, God gives us convictions. When God is moving you, when God is leading you, there will be this conviction in you that this is God. The step I'm taking, I'm taking it in God. The decision I'm taking, I'm taking it in God. God is in it and it will work. You know it. Give me First John chapter 3 verse 21. And let's see something here. So beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then have we confidence toward God? Number one, if you are convinced by God, your heart will never condemn you. So if your heart condemns you not, then you have confidence that what I am doing, it is in God. That means church, if you are taking any step and your heart condemns you, you don't feel comfortable, I'll come there, the test, to know, stop. Stop. Don't be too stubborn. And still say no. Because I want it. Because I want it. Because I want it. He's a nice guy. He's a good guy. He's a fine guy. He's a tall guy. He's a chested, broad-chested guy. He's a beard guy. They pay him well. He has a new car. He smells good. His room is nice. He has got 24 or 48 inch, inch uh, uh, flat TV. He's got a, 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 new, a, a, a new Honda car. His car, when you clap your hands, the car begins to move. In fact, his Bible cry is new. It's electronic Bible. When he sleeps, the Bible will be singing beside his bed. Pastor, I don't 
doesn't know what you are talking about. He goes there before the church door is open. He's the last person to close the church door. Everything about him. He don't know, Pastor, who you are talking about. I'm talking about the man who fear the Lord. Pastor, don't discourage me. The Lord is bringing good things to my life. My pastor wants to become pastor. is jealous. Pastor, this one day you are jealous. Hey! Check your convictions. Check your convictions. If it is God, your heart will not smit you. But if your heart is heavy, it is not about what you are seeing. It is not about what you are hearing. It is not about what you think. It is about the condition of the heart. You know. Hallelujah. Sometimes you can even say something when you finish your heart. Jesus Christ. That is why the Bible said that God has said eternity. The judgment of God is in every heart. You see, that is why we don't have to wait to be judged at the seat of judgment. Because you can judge yourself right at the instance of event and repent at the moment. Because the moment you do it, your heart will judge you. It will speak. And the moment your heart speaks, you have to run to first John. Confess your sins. Be faithful. And he will forgive you and forsake immediately. Because it will tell you that you are wrong. Amen. 21. He says what? Then I'll read first this. Beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then have we confidence toward God. The 20 says what? We didn't read the 20. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Because we keep his commandment and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So we do things which are pleasing in his sight. So whatever you are doing, if it is not pleasant in the sight of God, your heart will strike you. Amen. Sometimes we are stubborn. We are stubborn. I'm telling you, we are stubborn. We know and know and know and there is every evidence of convictional truth in our heart that it is wrong we pursue. We will pursue. No, it is wrong. But we continue because we trust in the grace of God. But the Bible said that should sin continue so that grace will abound. The Bible said that absolutely what? No. We don't have to set up because of the grace of God. Because of the grace of God. It is my grace. It is my grace. It is my grace. Listen, the day grace will resign, you will go to Monica. You go there and find out that Monica has nothing to do with divine. Hallelujah. Because everything is wrapped around grace. It is grace. It is grace. It is grace. It is grace. Sometimes God will sit down and cry and ask himself, this grace, why did you show your face too open for this church people? Hallelujah. Give me first test. First Thessalonians. For our gospel came not unto you in word only. Listen. The gospel is did not come to you in what? Where's what? Only. Am I preaching the gospel? Are you listening to the words? But the Bible said that it is not the words only. That you are hot. You are listening. If it is the words, you can stay in your house. But the Bible will tell you what the gospel does in order to bring you to the truth of God for you to receive the blessing. It says, 
but also in power. The gospel comes also in power. And may the power of it transform your life. May the power of it bless your life. May the power of it change your life. May the power of it bring a miracle to your life. May the power of it bring healing. May the power of it bring restoration. May the power of it bring transformation. May the power of it bring breakthrough. May the power of the gospel bring newness of life. For our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power in the Holy Spirit. And with full heart. With full heart. Listen to me. If you are not convinced by the word of God, don't do what it tells you to do. Period. Because if you do what you are not convinced of, you are wasting time. You're wasting time. That is the reason why the same gospel who came first in words and then in power will become a miracle to somebody but it will do nothing for another person. Sometimes I can say that when you leave this place as a prophesy with my two eyes open, this evening, after tomorrow evening, a miracle will come to your life. An expectation will be met. Somebody is living here. By tomorrow evening, he will receive that miracle and another person will not. Why? Because of what conviction. There was a strong witness in someone's heart that what the pastor is saying, it is true in his period. Another person too will begin to analyze it. What is he talking about? What miracle is he talking about? Pastor is saying that between now and tomorrow evening, there's going to be a miracle, a breakthrough is coming. I mean, what breakthrough is he talking about? It means you are sitting in the house of God. You don't even have anything that will marry the word of God so that a miracle can be birthed. Listen to me. When you come to church and you live without any conviction of the word in your heart, you have wasted your time. You have wasted your time. Hallelujah. He said that you know what kind of men we proved to be among you for your sake. So your convictions has a direct relationship with the person preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. That means if the person preaching the gospel, if you can't accept the person, you can never be convinced by what he's telling you. That, have you seen that sometimes you enter some church and when you get there, you find out that your spirit is not there. The moment you enter there, see that I am in the wrong place. There is no conviction. There's no relationship between you and the one delivering the word. So the power of God to make and transform is not being imparted into you. And for that matter, you will receive nothing. The best thing is to withdraw and go to where your spirit is accepted. God conviction. Hallelujah. 